welcome to Living with a Disability, No Big Deal. This podcast is for people who want to learn how to thrive with a disability. It is also designed to share insights for those who have friends or family with a disability. Brad Gabrielson, our host, was born with cerebral palsy and uses a wheelchair for mobility. He is a North Dakota native and believes life is about managing challenges with understanding, mental toughness, and determination. Welcome to another episode of Living with a Disability, No Big Deal. Today we have a guest by the name of Greg Mall. Hi, Gary. Hi there. <laughs> We're all back. Yes, we are. Well, today Greg is going to give us some uh, insight about uh, his first first experience becoming um I guess we'll say disabled because you sure were that day. Yeah. Um, Greg Mall here. Of course, we've uh, done some episodes with Brad before, and so uh, the guy with the roller ramp. But yeah, I guess uh, the topic today, I guess, will be probably similar to many people, I'm sure. Um, that is just basically what happened, I guess. Is that kind of what we're going for, Kerry, today? I, I think that's right, yeah. Just so people understand, um, you know, sometimes, well, it can be a warning of a lot of different, uh, in a lot of different ways, but, but also understand your experience and, and uh, how, how others might relate. Well, uh, I guess it was a day like any other day. I was a joke commercial real estate agent and I was living the dream and I was taking the two young boys out to a new hunting spot and uh, in that age where I was going to just build my own quick and put a platform up there with uh, probably eight inch nails Mm -hmm. uh, which were in my pocket Uh, when I fell I had a handful of eight inch nails in my pocket as well. Wow. Luckily that didn't pierce anything or anything but but yeah, then uh, just sent the kids up in the tree, or <laughs> sent the kids out and catch frogs and snakes, and I was in the tree. And the thing about it that everybody probably were late is it happens in the quicker than the blink of an eye. Yeah. Quicker than the blink of an eye, and um, and that's it. You're there in that moment, so hmm. it's not like you have time to think about it. I'll bet. And you know, people know that they're screwed. Yeah. Generally, like I did. And so, what what actually happened then? How did I fall? Yeah. Well, I was pounding these nails into this plywood, and it wasn't very high up, probably ten feet. And uh, I was cutting these branches, these branches, throwing them down on the ground. Okay. These limbs so I could shoot and then I guess I was pounding and all I know is the next thing I know I'm on the ground and I know my back is completely fractured that fast yeah I don't even remember anything I remember so I must have stepped on a twig I really I have no idea I don't remember slipping I don't remember falling I don't remember starting to fall I just remember yeah I'm on the ground and I'm crippled, disabled, completely 
And that, me- that memory has never come back to you either. I mean, you didn't no. relive it in any way. No, I, I don't. The fall must have been incredibly fast. And I yeah. fell in a way that most people would have just kind of gotten up, maybe bruised something. But I must have fallen the only way that you could fall out of that tree. Yeah. And I, did, I fell that way. And I think it might have been on one of those limbs that I was cutting. Sure. Because the ground was fairly flat there. Yeah. You know, it was on a kind of hill. But yeah. What's what's the first thought that you do remember as you know as you're laying there and now what's your first thought? I hit the ground and I laid there for probably five ten seconds and I said it's bad it's really 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 bad I knew it was really bad right away I knew I wasn't getting out of there by myself yeah. at that time it only took me. A few seconds to know that something's really wrong there where my back is seemingly well it's more than my back I felt like more things were broken like my pelvis I thought it's completely split in half wow that's what it felt like it felt like you took a tree a good-sized tree and impaled it into my pelvis Wow. that was what I felt there and then pressure at the at the back it was only pressure it wasn't pain okay now your kids were there how old were they uh, eight. The little one was eight, and the other one was ten. Okay. What What was there? Uh, well, were they uh, right there? No, they were off a bit, and so I called for them, and they know that their dad is a trickster, always been Mr. Trickster. Uh-huh. So it was the boy who cried wolf for old Greg that day. Okay. Because yeah. I said, "Boys, get over here!" and they started walking. I said, "Get over here!" and they ran. And I said, "Your dad broke his back." And they're like, hi, hi, right, come on, Dad, get up. I said, no, my really, I'm serious. I said, my back is broke. Get in here. Yeah. Get in here. Come down here. Yeah. And the first thing I said is, let's say a prayer. Hmm. And we just said a quick prayer. Yeah. And they started to cry. And the little one's holding a garter snake while he's crying. Mm-hmm. And uh, I told him, we got to call Pam. We got to call my wife. And so we tried to call her, and of course, there's no cell service. So oh boy, I was kind of screwed there. Yeah. So I finally got a hold of her, and nobody knew where I was except one person, uh, my brother. He was shingling his roof, so no one knew where I was. So there was lost time there. But yeah. And then finally, because um, it was Labor Day, 2002, I was gonna do the stand. The folks were at my house. Yeah. For lunch, they were there. So. Uh, Anyway, they, I called 911, and uh, they had, like, several townships and cities out and about looking for me. Yeah. I could hear the sirens, but I was, you know, quite a ways back wow. and up on a hill. And so it was pretty, uh, it was pretty disconnected. I was, like, alone. Yeah. And yeah. didn't think I was going to die. I didn't, I wasn't paranoid at all like I'm gonna die here okay but I could tell I was going into a little bit of shock so I was hoping within the next hour or two that they'd find me yeah and how long did it end up taking Uh, it ended up taking I was probably out there two and a half hours or maybe three hours total okay and so uh, my son walked out Uh, I told him he had to walk through the trail so he walked out down through the trail and uh, the highway patrolman came and drove across the field and the forests and uh, then they brought a helicopter into the stubble field next to me. 
Okay. And I could, I, that's one memory that I remember because they had everything cut up and stuff. And I remember the cor- the stubble. There was grain. They were poking my, poking the side of my my belly. So that I do have a memory of that. But anyway, they airlifted me out and got to uh, Sanford, and then flew me down to the cities. But um, I just knew that there was something tragically wrong because uh, I couldn't move anything. And I asked my son, you know, is there a tree? Am I? Is there a tree in me? Did I impale myself because I felt my pelvis was snapped in half? But, mm-hmm. And I felt great pressure at the at the point of the of yeah. the injury, but um, you basically just have thoughts of I'm screwed, or but you're kind of in the moment. I suppose you're really in the moment. At that moment, were you able to feel pain, or was that part of the fear that oh my God, I can't feel pain? No, it was numb and great pressure where I, I burst my T12. It was a burst fracture. So it shattered the T12. Wow. And then it got into the spinal cord and stuff and squashed the spinal cord. Mm-hmm. So it was a vascular injury. It was a yeah. it was a restriction of uh, of oxygen and blood and that's what killed the killed the nerves and when the nerves are dead, yeah. they're dead because they're central nervous uh, system nerves. And a lot of them are upper neurons, and when they're dead, they're dead. So, yeah. um, I'm basically disabled from the middle of the back down, and um, that's how it is right now because there's no stem cell cure, or the U.S. isn't doing it. So I could probably go abroad and pay forty grand, but do I want to? People say, "God, if you could go over and pay forty grand right now." to get so you could run again, I would do it in a heartbeat. Mm-hmm. Well, I've been disabled for 17 years and I'm like, mm-hmm. hmm, is it really worth it? Yeah. Because uh, I'm li- my life is quite fine right now without spending the 40 grand, I'm getting by just fine. Mm-hmm. So hopefully mm-hmm. they have it here, but yeah, uh, we can go into kind of my rehab and stuff and, and how that initial yeah. thing went because uh, we're limited on time here. So sure. Uh, if, do you have any other questions? Well, I was I, I was wondering early on, was there, or how long did it take you to, to get to that thought that says, oh my God, what am I going to do now? That you mean, you mean, you mean once once I realized I was crippled or in that moment that well, where I well, was crippled? I would, I would think that that's maybe one and the same, that you might have realized right then this could be seriously life-changing. Wow. Well, the first answer would be I knew right away that things were going to change because I was completely, I knew I was disabled. And then I guess it took a while, actually, to realize what am I going to do now? So there wasn't a panic at that point? No, no panic at all. Okay, gotcha. No panic whatsoever. Just, I need to get out of here. And yeah. Yeah. see what's wrong with me. Yeah. And so, yeah, then into the rehab part. Um, yeah, what are the next steps? Well, <laughs> I think before the rehab comes, you have the first like 72 hours, which are brutal hmm. uh, <coughs> for anybody that's had it happen. We can kind of go into that because people sure. will probably find a lot of commonality in that. But. Okay. 
Um, the rehab begins basically, gee, many Christmas. I mean, light therapy begins even within, you know, five days, mm-hmm. even with spinal cord injury. But, okay. uh, but yeah, we can go into that too and stuff. So sure. But uh, yeah, that's that's part of it. Mm-hmm. I guess that's kind of the what 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 was the here and now part of it. Yeah. Yeah. So. Okay, well, thanks for listening, folks. Uh, uh, no, I was. I have a question. Uh, you brought up the, you know, the stem cell research. I've had that question to me too. If, if you could, if you could do that, let's say it helped you with your cerebral palsy, where you were able to bend and, and would you and maybe you could walk on it with a cane or something like that. Would you do that? And I said, you know, or if I could walk, would you be? Would you want to walk? Would you? Because hmm. in my in in my dreams, I always walk in well, my dreams. Who wouldn't want to walk? No, hmm. no, no. But I mean, since I'm in the chair now, my life is pretty much, as far as I see it, normal. Predestined. Yeah. 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 And I wouldn't know what to do, what to do if I took my first step. Because I know what I did when I took my first step when I was on crutches. Mm-hmm. I, I damn near fell on my nose. Mm-hmm. So you wouldn't you wouldn't pay for it? You're saying, I or probably, you wouldn't I, do it if it was available? I probably wouldn't do it if it was available because I don't oh. I don't know you know because walking is such a uh, to me it's like a fine line because mm. you're walking you know you're. Mm-hmm. Some people are very sure-footed. Some yeah, yeah, yeah. You're well. You haven't walked for so long. It's like yeah. How would I walk? Yeah, I mean. But that's I mean, just that's just a barrier, though. That's yeah. That's, that's a, just a mental barrier. Yeah, I know there. that's a mental barrier. But but, but then you got to build your muscles too, you know. Because mm-hmm. you know, so yeah. yeah. You know. Hey, Greg. How, when uh, you got home from the hospital, what did you have to do um, to get into your house? Because I'm sure you were in a wheelchair. Or, Stuff. Well, you're right because uh, I guess I was in the hospital all told probably about seven weeks is all. Not like they are now; it's months. But anyway, uh, yeah, the insurance company. I said I had till midnight to get out, and I had uh, no way to get in my house, which was a three-level split. So the owner of Roller Ramp at that time, who I knew, his men come over and put a roller ramp in my, in my temporary roller ramp, portable roller ramp, over on my deck, so I could get in at least to my house, right? And so we had the house remodeled there a little bit, but at least I was able to get into my house. Because yeah, I got a wheelchair about, say four weeks, five weeks after my accident, probably I got a wheelchair. So yeah, I was I was in a wheelchair there, but uh, it's kind of interesting how it ties into roller ramp because the, uh, the owner called me when I was back in the job, probably January midwinter in Fargo in real estate so I was going broke and he offered me to come over and have a job over there so long story short I went over I took the job and uh, we grew the business and now we're exporting into 50 countries um, throughout the United States and all kinds of different markets you know a lot of that has to do quite honestly with Brad Gabrielson because he's the one that put the (laughs) put the bug in the owner's ear about you know what you might have something for medical handicap access if you make it lighter and so Brad is part of that I'm part of it I'm glad to be part of it but uh, probably wouldn't have happened had I not got injured so it's 
probably for the best uh, that I did get injured. It probably saved me. So anyway, thanks for listening. And uh, Brad, happy birthday. It's Brad's birthday today. So yep, happy birthday 13th. to Brad yeah. Gabrielson. Yep, 60 years old, I guess. We're not going to tell you, but I guess he did already. Yeah. So mm-hmm. he doesn't look or act 60, but... That's how it is. Life just goes on. So Yeah, so we can ask for it. All right, Brad. We'll see you next time, folks. All right, thanks. Thank you for joining us for this episode of Living with a Disability, No Big Deal. Sponsored by Rolla Ramp, this podcast features Brad Gabrielson sharing how everyone with a disability can live life to the fullest. Roller Ramp is a global company based in North Dakota dedicated to helping people find solutions to accessibility needs. Special thanks to Kerry Wicks for moderating and to Dopey T for his original music. We hope you'll join us again next time on Living with a Disability, No Big Deal.